This is a podcast from Rover. All right, we're talking a bit of wool on the program now. We're actually joined by Brimworth Chief Executive Greg Smith. G'day, Greg. How are you? Hey, Dom. Good, thank you. Great, actually, after Friday's news. Yes, so the wool by the government, they'll use that in the uh, in the buildings and all that sort of thing, although you've um, st- sort of come out with a, uh, I guess, it's not really a warning, but it's a sort of an inquiry, I guess, Greg, as to, uh, you know, will it be a stipulation that it's New Zealand wool or will it be sort of opened up to um, potentially cheaper wool from other markets? Yeah, I think, um, you know, on, on the face of it, when I, when I read the announcement, I was, thrilled and I'm sure a lot of other people were too and then as I just read back over it and we're always told to check the fine print in, in our lives these days um, I just looked at it and thought mm, does it say New Zealand wool? I mean it could be wool from anywhere and if it could be wool from anywhere and uh, uh, just looking at price then maybe we'll end up with you know transferring imported plastic carpet for imported wool which would be ironic but, uh, but I've, I've uh, I heard last night from Winston that it's going to be New Zealand wool, of course it is, and um, I just I think uh, getting clarification of that was really important. Well, yeah, um, although that does remain to be seen, because there is an argument that you could say, well, yes, if there's a stipulation that uh, wool is used in government buildings, um, surely there's some leeway here for people to play the market a, a, a little bit. I mean, that is one argument you could raise. Um, you know, people might say, well, yeah, I'll use wool, but does it have to, you know, could I get the cheaper one by 20% potentially? Yeah, look, I, I think this is this is an awesome brand opportunity for New Zealand Inc., I mean, I don't know how many thousands of diplomats visit our country every year um, and, and you know, uh, enter our government buildings, particularly our government buildings with diplomats, and they're walking on synthetic carpet. And I think, gosh, you know, we're the home of sheep, you know, globally, regardless of whether we like that you know, or not. And we make the best quality product in the world. There's no performance downside to our wool. It's the best in the world. And so, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense to have, you know, these these politicians walking around government house on wool carpet, not synthetic? And then, it, of course, it has to be New Zealand wool. And then I think the cool thing, Dom, is imagine the potential for all these new companies that have that have entered the market making wool insulation and and uh, uh, wool acoustic products, um, wool weed matting, and so on. If, if, if this um, if this goes as I would think it would, it'll change the trajectory of wolf in New Zealand um, uh, back to where it, where it rightfully should be, which would be so exciting for the industry. Yeah, you've said it has the potential to transform the rural sector. I mean, is that hyperbolic, or is uh, do you actually believe that? Oh no, I think it can. You know, like uh, one company I know um, reasonably well estimated there was about forty five thousand of bales excess of, of New Zealand wool in the market and that was helping to dampen down the barn. Well that that amount of product would be used up very quickly when you consider the size of the government's property portfolio mm. and how quickly they're building, rebuilding, uh, renovating. Uh, you know, and if you're using wool for all of those things like insulation and underlay and carpet, um, then you know, you're soaking up a lot of that um, a lot of those bales of wool and, and and in turn there's less to export and and so what happens supply and demand will will see that price grow and I think it will grow quite quite rapidly actually and we saw what a very tight little bit you know a little bit of constraint with the scour down uh, after the cyclone um, we saw prices grow 
um, very quickly, really, in the, in the last three months. They've come back a little bit uh, just in the last few weeks, but, you know, with a little bit of um, constraint on demand, uh, sorry, supply, you saw that price you know, go up quite significantly. Mm. With this much wool being soaked up by um, the government, um, you know, the price will change. And and I just think it's just a real endorsement and confidence boost for our farming community and all the associated community that benefits from from sheep farming in particular. So it's very, very exciting. Yeah, it does have that potential. And when you outline it like that, with that sort of uh, circular economic outlook, um, it does appear to be um, rather attractive. Proof's in the pudding, I guess, won't it be? It'll be, uh, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a, an across-the-board sort of thing that uh, doesn't sort of hit the headlines for some uh, building somewhere that, um, you know, sneaks in some sort of synthetic <laughs> model or something like that. I mean, if the theory's good, is what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, we'll, we'll be certainly um, playing our part, as as will I'm sure other um, New Zealand wool, wool um, producers, um, you know, playing their part and, and holding the government to account. But you know, like I said, you know, it was very categoric last night when Winston spoke, or or on uh, Monday night it was. Um, so you know, hopefully, you know, he's true to his word and. I mean, you've got 69,000 state-owned homes. Imagine all those, you know, going into wool carpet. Yeah, and it'd be it's much... Amazing, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of product. Yeah, it, it is a lot of product. Yeah, you're right. And then uh, demand goes up and it's seen as a niche sort of a uh, thing and a high-quality thing and uh, something that, you know, we must have, uh, like, like, like it is on Air Force One, uh, Greg, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that ironic that you know the president of the United States values our fibres um, so highly, uh, and uh, and and we haven't for for a period of time. So I'm, I'm just like I say, I'm I'm really welcoming this move. I think it's a it's a real common sense approach. It's a great vote for confidence for farmers, and the farmers that I speak to have been really desperate for some kind of um, you know confidence to come back. Uh, and and this is this is a real boost. So I think it's tremendously exciting. And you're right, the the price of our wool, our wool's the best. You know, this is not a this is not a product that we're trying to push out there because it's, you know, just from New Zealand. It's the best. And everyone I speak to all over the world says the same thing, whether it be fine wool or strong wool. And so you know, it's very exciting um, times, I, I believe. And and yes, and it's and it's the thing is with this particular change in policy is it's always on because those types of buildings, renovations, new builds, um, that they're they're ongoing. They don't stop. So it's a pipeline, and, and it's you know, I think it's fantastic news. Yeah, and that's a lot to do with the quality of that, um, as you've outlined as well, as the fact that uh, we do have less rainfall than, let's say, somewhere like uh, the UK. So the wool is whiter and therefore easier to colour than other fibres around the world. Yeah, that's right. So when you're dyeing fibre and ultimately for, for carpet and rug production, you're, you're generally, um, you've got a, a component of undyed fibre. Um, and you've got uh, a quite a large component of dyed fibre as people wish to have you know, different colours. And so getting that colour right is very important and the luster and, and whiteness of our wool makes it easier to do that with um, and you know, the, the colour um, comes up truer and so there's less waste and so again, um, 
you know, the quality is very important. And then the quality of the, of the care that's taken uh, in the wool shed and with the um, with our environment again, um, there's lower, um, lower accounts of VM in our fibre. And what that means is that vegetable matter, uh, for a yarn spinner, for example, <coughs> high vegetable matter, and which is typically British wool as well, that breaks the machines. More frequently, oh, okay. so you have to do far more. You have to do more maintenance. It doesn't flow through the plant as well, and and so what you find with New Zealand wool is, is it goes through a lot quicker. There's less maintenance, less downtime, and um, manufacturing and spinning of wool is, is you know relies on speed and quality, and and again that's where New Zealand wool wins out. Man, the um, that whole story. I think was it this year. I think it was. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, was it? With um, the uh, education ministry uh, putting the synthetic wool carpets in schools and uh, people finding out about it. Um, I mean, that 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 there that could have that that could be the turning point, couldn't it? Because it's been a topic of conversation there or thereabouts ever since. Well, I think it, it actually was, and you know that's down to a few brave principles across the country those rural schools wasn't it yeah 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 yeah. that's right who just said you know enough's enough this is ridiculous and and you know um despite the sort of um uh what's called the 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 rhetoric coming out of the procurement um division saying why why they chose that particular product and why it was great you know ultimately rural schools in new zealand should have all in and in, in their um in their environment and it's it's good enough it's been there before it's now going to be there again and that's good news for those schools the people it's good news for the farming community greg what's the uptake of um wool carpet like uh just in in sort of residential new zealand if you like like has there been a bit of an uptick in that i mean we know it's more expensive but it is better quality are people looking at the trade-off and spending an extra buck or or what's going on yeah, look, uh, the last 12 months, has, you know, you've seen a, a, a quite a slowdown with high inflation, the yeah. um, cost of living crisis. Uh, we were down, you know, last year about uh, 3%. Now, um, that's not a lot. Uh, I know the synthetic players were down a lot more, but that's because they're exposed um, because, one, they, you know, are everywhere and that they're cheaper. And generally, those um, those builds weren't happening, whereas some of the um, more expensive builds continued. So we probably didn't suffer as much. But there are, you know, really comparable wool products to the um, to the synthetic products from a pricing perspective. I think there's a misconception because there's two types of synthetics. There's the really cheap synthetics that are made of um, polypropylene and polyester, mm-hmm. and they are cheap and they will not last. And, and everyone knows this. Right, um, and then there's the the more expensive um, synthetic dyed nylon. Now it's all plastics, just different versions. Um, that particular product is actually very comparable to a lot of our and other brands' wool um, prices. And so you know you don't you don't have to make that choice. And uh, so you know for me, um, we expect to see growth over the over the next 12 months. We've been a, a little bit constrained ourselves, Dom, with the Napier plant being taken out of action. Of so, course, yeah. You know, a lot of the information I'm talking about about um, the overseas markets is as a result of us, you know, travelling all over the world trying to find yarn spinners 
who can um, who can spin New Zealand wool for us uh, as as we um, as we work our way through the insurance claim. And you know the, all the feedback and all the um, commentary I'm providing is all from from their mouth, whether it be in India or whether it be in uh, Denmark or whether it be in China. You know everywhere around the world recognises New Zealand wool. It seems apart from us until now, and here we are. Yeah, and here so, we are. Yeah, yeah. Good time. Because I think there is a bit of a perception about that out there, which is interesting. But oh, um, maybe yeah, no, no you you're know. right. But you know, you just have to ask. Like that, those cheaper products, there's a reason they're cheaper. You know, you just have to ask, and they won't have yeah. a fifteen-year guarantee like we do. Yeah. Uh, and and so you know, if you're wanting it to last and perform, and and do all the things that wool does in your home, um, then. You know, you, you, you might pay about the same for a very expensive synthetic dyed nylon, of which they are very expensive, or, or, you, or you could pay a little bit more if you're wanting something which is, you know, a bit more luxurious. And that's what wool gives you is that, that feeling. Of, and it's a different feeling to lie on. It feels different to touch. Mm. And if, if you're the type of person that likes to, to sit down on, on, on the carpet and, and relax and in your lounge and watch a bit of football or, or, or rugby, then, you know, it's nicer sitting on wool. That's for sure. You can definitely feel the difference. And do your stretches at night too, you know. There's always <laughs> yeah, do, the stretches, <laughs> do the stretches in the morning for the old back. So I tell you, that's, uh, that's a big part of my routine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just getting out of bed in the morning, totally. Um, <laughs> very good. Well, um, thanks for explaining a lot of that stuff. I hope you're right. I mean, I hope that uh, what you are saying, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it will be, but uh, let's hope from a, uh, you know, farming point of view that... That, that sector can get turned around to, in particular in relation to the wool clip because uh, it's no secret that it ain't good at the moment so if this could provide a, an impetus or a boost then um, then good times. Uh, Greg Smith well listen, um, nice to catch up with you again and um, we probably won't get a chance to speak again before the Christmas break so um, have an enjoyable summer and uh, we'll catch up next year. You too Dom, thanks to you and your listeners I, I hope um, it's a a nice warm one and we get, we get a bit of sunshine this year. Well, if you liked that, you'll love this. Subscribe to Rex wherever you get your podcasts from and follow us on social media as well and get all the latest rural content at rexonline.co.nz.